Hey guys, Bardic here, coming to you live on location from the great state of Tennessee in the awesome city of Nashville um, at 6.55 a.m. on Easter Sunday. Um, I'm, I found a park close to my hotel to do my run and just kind of walking it off now. And um, I've been told this is cold uh, for Tennessee this time of the year. Everybody's walking around like it's January in New Jersey here. Um, and I'm out here in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> and I think it's terrific considering what I flew away from uh, in New Jersey a couple days ago. So um, today I want to talk to you about toughness. Oh, and by the way, um, the reason I'm here, I have, a, I have a few personal reasons that I'm here. But also, um, I was here to uh, visit uh, with the Chattanooga Baseball Club. And um, a great organization, uh, unbelievable people, David Eastman, Jim Finch, uh, just terrific, terrific men, terrific role models, terrific family guys, um, and, and terrific baseball people. They run an organization there. I was able to, I, I was working with a few of my pitchers that met me in Chattanooga, but I was able to spend some time with them yesterday and work with some members of their organization. And I will just tell you, if you are anywhere near that Chattanooga area, and you're looking for an organization that will not only help your son be a great baseball player, but will help your son be a great man, husband, father, leader, look up Jim Finch, David Eastman, and the Chattanooga Baseball Club. Uh, it just doesn't come any better than those guys. So great day yesterday. And I actually recorded a podcast on the way there. Um, so that may have already come out already. It depends. <laughs> it depends on how I, I order them. So um, we'll see. <laughs> so um, today I want to talk to you about toughness. Now, pitching toughness is something that we give a lot of lip service to. And we give a lot of lip service to it. Number one, we give it after the fact. Number two, we give it disconnected from the actual training and uh the activity. And number three, we give it really disconnected from any usefulness. So when we give it lip service, we generally do it in a very Instagram-ish manner, right? We will say things like, hey, you know, get in the zone. Hey, uh, be focused. Or I need you to be fierce out there. I need you to be, you know, a warrior out there. Even I have used the, uh, the phrase, uh, I, I say it all the time, I think every pitcher has a savage animalistic competitor inside of them. The difference is, is I help pitchers bring that out and then help them uh, and then train them to actively uh, be in that state when they're pitching. It's not just a be or a get, because when we say things like be focused or get in the zone, it almost has the same effect. It, it, gives, it gives the illusion of this is something you should be able to control. Like we would say, hey, get on the field and we could get up and get on the field or be on time. We, like if we said be on time, get on the field, kids can do those two things easily. But we talk about the zone and being focused um, in, in the same way. So kids kind of have this distortion where they think it's like this switch that they should be able to flip because of how we talk about it. And then when they can't flip that switch, you know, there's more confusion and it leads to kind of this spiral that just goes round and round and round. And so when we're, when, you know, first of all, we do it like very Instagram-ish. We usually do it after the fact. In other words, the training time that a pitcher has had 
um, we're talking about being tough and the mental game um, disconnected from that training. And so there's no integration of this. So um, I often will talk to pitchers about nervous system patterns of their body, that their body moves in a certain way and they've developed nervous system patterns to move in that way. Oh, it's a beautiful church right here. And uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but this big, beautiful church, I'll have to walk by and get the name of it, but it's going, the, uh, the bells are going off here for 7 a.m. Oh, very nice. Okay, so um, what, what we talk about these nervous system patterns of how your body moves. So if, if a pitcher comes to me and they have a, a way of throwing and you know they're struggling with command, location, control, velocity, consistency, what have you, the first thing I want to do is I'm going to talk to them about you know, re, rewiring their nervous system patterns. So you have nervous system patterns to throw one way and you need to rewire them to throw another way. Well, psychological patterns work the same way. But even if we were to train psychological patterns where I'm not a fan at all of the modern day mental game coach, I don't care how many teams have it. I don't care how many people swear by it. I promise you there's a better way. And most of the mental game strategies are not performance-based, they're management-based. In other words, they're trying to manage feelings of worry, fear, performance, anxiety, and all these things. And so one of the reasons why that has been successful is because a lot of these things pop up. But my argument is, one of the, there's, there's a few reasons why we're having these emotions. So one is that there's psychological patterns in the same way there's physical patterns. So the body moves in one way and the mind is conditioned to move in one way, right? We all have had experiences of this, right? Um, <laughs> there, there was, uh, there was um, oh gosh, what was his name? I can't remember. There was this speaker that used to talk about um, success and like, you know, getting to a higher level of success. And he used to say, the minute you think you've got there and you've got control of your emotions and your life and you've reached maybe some uh, level of enlightenment, go spend a week with your parents <laughs> and see how that goes, <laughs> right? And so that to me is because there's patterns there, right? We, we, we understand this, that there's psychological patterns and physical patterns, but what we don't do is we don't train them together. And so it's like learning to pedal a bike by sitting on a stationary bike and then trying to go work the handlebars somewhere else separately on a real bike. So it's like, yeah, you got really efficient at pedaling and then you got really efficient at turning, but you didn't do the two of them together as the bike was moving. And so that is number one, is that we don't train these things together. We train pitching one way and then we throw Instagram-ish advice at kids, be tough, be focused, be disciplined, get in the zone, which is a total disconnect, um, really confuses them. And then we, we're, we're, anything that we throw after that, as far as mental game strategy, is really just to calm the fear. Where my argument would be this. If we train, one of the, one of the well, let me back up in just a sec. One of the popular things that I hear, um, I, I, if you watch any mental game coach do a presentation, you, you can just check off the box. And sometimes I, I joke around with if I'm at a convention or something and I happen to be there or if I'm speaking there, Usually I don't go to conventions unless I'm speaking. Um, I will put a little box, draw a box, and put Navy SEALs. If a mental game coach is, is just a little joke. And I'll say, check. They checked off the, they did the Navy SEAL story. 
that we should be like Navy SEALs. Now that sounds great, right? That sounds like it's a great, uh, who would argue with that, right? To be disciplined, to be tough, to be focused, to be resilient, to be able to handle anything, right? We revere these guys and we point to them as examples. And when we point to them as examples for players, they think there should be something that they should, again, just kind of get to or be, or there's something about those guys that, um, you know, they're able to put the switch. Well, well, yes. And there's something about all athletes. And I had the privilege of being hired on two different occasions by two different Navy SEALs to help them with their business. So I got to spend a lot of time in that community. And what we don't add to the be like a Navy SEAL thing is Navy SEALs go through years of training, years of training. So when they go into a situation and they are confident and they are resilient and they are able to handle anything, they can adapt, they are fearless. It's because they have been there a thousand times before. They have been trained under the harshest of circumstances. So they've been trained to handle and they've been conditioned. They've got physical patterns of the skills of their job, how to move, how to shoot, how to handle every weapon known to man, right? How to do a whole bunch of other skills. They've been really trained in the basic skills and they've trained in the psychological patterns. So when we'd say, hey, like gotta be like Navy SEALs. Well, we're leaving out like the absolute biggest part of the Navy SEAL has gone through years of training before anybody asks them, hey, go into a war zone or go handle this situation. And so it's my point exactly is that when we're we're kind of doing first of all, when we're doing the disconnected mental game, it's the bike, it's the handlebars and the pedaling. We're doing it disconnected. Even when we're doing it disconnected, we're doing it drive by Instagramish. And when we're doing it, we're talking about it in terms that just, just are creating a massive distortion amongst kids. And then we're asking kids who have not been physically trained to go out and perform at a higher level. So what takes a lot of people off guard is when they come to me for help with, the, with their toughness is I want to see them pitch. And... When I ask for the video, a lot of the parents go, oh, well, his coach says his mechanics are clean. Uh, three coaches have said his mechanics are totally clean. He he's, doesn't have a problem with mechanics. They all say it's the mental game. Well, I watch the kid pitch. And I say, oh, no. No, you've got a big mechanical problem, which is why you're struggling to throw harder, which is why you're struggling to throw strikes. So when you have inconsistent physical patterns, and you're trying to just build psychological patterns under the inconsistent physical patterns, you haven't trained the pitcher. So you're taking a Navy SEAL the first day of boot camp and sending them off into war. That doesn't work, right? So now you have the kid part of, of mental toughness is the ability to have the skills to execute your job. If you don't have confidence in your ability to execute your skills, or there's been a second distortion created because you're not even looking where the problem might be because somebody told you you had good mechanics. And if you listen to whenever I put it out, the one I recorded driving to Chattanooga yesterday, you will listen to, you will hear me talk about why, what some coaches think about mechanics and what some coaches 
can teach about mechanics, have the ability to teach, have the knowledge to teach, have the motivation to teach. So there's a lot of coaches that tell kids they have good mechanics because either they don't know or they can't teach them, they don't have the ability to teach them, or it doesn't fit their business model. So they just anoint the kid with good mechanics. Now you have a kid who's struggling psychologically on the mound and he doesn't even know where his issues are. And he's not even thinking that there could be, it could be the physical patterns that he's developed. So oftentimes when I'm working with a kid on their mental toughness, we're simultaneously working on nervous system patterns and psychological patterns. Building in solid mechanics so that he has the base skills to go out and do his job. And then the psychological pattern, not to survive, not to survive, but to thrive. And this is, this is the, the single biggest problem with the modern day mental game, is the modern day mental game is not teaching kids to thrive. They are, they are just throwing ice cubes and boiling water. It's enough to bring it, to settle it down for a little bit, but then it starts back up. And now all of a sudden, because you don't understand where it's causing this, now you have this kind of just continually throwing ice cubes in the boiling water, and because that works. And so those things can give you a momentary relief from nervousness, worry, anxiety, fear, but they don't give you a treatment of the illness. So I am starting a coaching program around this called Tough Pitcher. And I'm pretty pumped about it because um, when a kid really sees how to train nervous system patterns and psychological patterns at the same time, that's when you see a new pitcher emerge. And it's actually not new to them. It's just the pitcher they always knew they could be. But now it's almost like you've given them, it's like you've given them the address and the keys to, you know, to where they need to go. They've always known it was there. They just didn't know how to find it and they didn't know how to get in. So if you're interested in that, uh, in me working with your son on Tough Pitcher, um, send me an email. Uh, my email is copied in the show notes. So is my phone number, paulreddick at gmail.com. And my phone number is 201-323-0840. You can text me first. Um, I'm very rarely in a position where I can just answer a phone call out of the blue. So send me a text first. We will set up a time to discuss. And uh, over and out, happy Easter from Nashville, Tennessee.